Oh, oh. wait till I'm not standing up here. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you're recording. Oh, well, uh, oh, you were uh, back there, so yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, I'm going to make two... Uh, I'm going to write two statements here, and then I want you to tell me the difference. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very profound. So, okay, what's the difference? Besides, obviously, they're talking about different things. And they both start with words that start with C. Okay, that's, yeah, there you go. You got all the high school answers out of the way. About the nature of these statements. Yeah. One deals in a machine, the other deals in something you draw on a piece of paper. Okay. It's true. It's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. One is relative, one is absolute. Yeah, okay, exactly. So, this one, absolutely true. Circles round for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a uh, redhead or not, or if, you, uh, <laughs> or if you have no hair, like him. Okay. All right. Here's here's another one. Tell me tell me the meaning of this statement. All right. What does it mean? Rad. Okay. So my dog is cool. Could mean that. My dog is literally, dog is literally off of the chain. It's gone. It's it's biting people and, and doing whatever dogs off the chain do. Uh, so keep these concepts in mind. So this, just for a second. So literal versus metaphor. And then absolute. Okay, we're going to read the passage, and then we'll come back to that. Okay, so the passage is... We're, we're almost there. <laughs> uh, it's 1 John, chapter 1, if you have a Bible. If not, it will be on the screen at some point. Uh, verses 5 through 10. And we'll even look at verse 4 at some point tonight, so it's a bonus verse. Um, so I'll just start reading. Hope that that gets up there. Uh, this is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Okay, so there's the text. Um, now we're going to... Yeah, that's, that's good. Now we're going to look at the, the, 
these principles here and apply to this, specifically the first part of this underline. So, God is light. Okay. Is that absolutely true or relative? It's absolutely true. So, we know that God reveals himself to us. He, he, he doesn't change, right? So, oh, it's me. I have to do it. Um, God doesn't change. We know this in Hebrews 13, 8, Malachi 3, 6. Uh, and he, the Bible is God revealing himself to us. And so if he inspires John to say God is light, if he inspires, inspires him to communicate that he is light, then that's true. Right? So God is who he is all the time. He is not the Lord of lords for me and not for someone outside this building. He's not our God, but not theirs. He is God. He is Lord of lords for all people, and he is light for everybody. Now, is this literally true? Is this saying that uh, God is a, a wave, or what is it, electromagnetic wave of photons? Is that what this is communicating? Okay, so what we have in this passage is we want to uh, talk about what it means is it's, it's metaphorical and absolute. So this reveals to us the character of God when we say God is light. And that helps us to, to kind of narrow it down, that it's not just a subjective thing. But we also, it also helps us to know that John is trying to reveal something here that uh, maybe we don't immediately think about when we think of light. And so we, we want to ask, well, what is the author saying? So he makes it pretty clear in this passage to walk in the light as God is in the light. And he says, if we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship. So John's telling us to walk in the light as God does. And we want to think about what, what this, this means. Why, what are the two? I, I've found two parts um, of walking in the light. And what John is trying to communicate to us by saying God is light. So those are recognizing the light and responding to the light. So we recognize as believers that Jesus Christ is the light. And so we know to start that John is talking to believers. So there's passages um, or in the, throughout the rest of the book. 1 John 1, 12 through 14. 1 John 21. Uh, 1 John 3, 1. This, this letter is directed to believers, to people like us. Right? Oh, I, I hope it's all of us here are believers. I mean, everyone in that, in that row pretty much is in our life group. But um, So this is to us. And so we, we kind of have this first step done. But this is a message that someone who doesn't know Christ can't do. They can't do the first step, which is to recognize Christ. Because if we don't know the light, then how can we walk in it? If you don't know who the light is, then you can't possibly follow it, right? Imagine you and a friend from college go out to eat and you go to Chipotle and you're sitting there and you sit right in front of the door and it's freezing cold outside. And what happens every time the door opens? Wind rushes in and blows on you and you're freezing cold because you're wearing a t-shirt because it was 75 degrees the two days before, like it just was. And you're like, okay, I need to go home because it's freezing. But you really enjoyed your time. 
And so you invite your friend over and you say, hey, just, uh, just follow me home. But since you knew them, you got a different car. So you get in your car and you're like, oh, that's a friend from college. They're just going to follow me home. By the time you get out of the parking lot, they have no idea who you are, where you are. They can't follow you home. They can't recognize your car because they've never seen it. They've never seen you in it. And in the same way, if someone doesn't have faith in Christ, if it hasn't been revealed to them that Jesus Christ is the light of the world, that he's our savior, that he is both fully man and fully God, that his death on the cross paid for our sins and that when we have faith in him, that we are made right with God. If someone doesn't have that revealed to them, well, they can't walk in the light. It's not possible. So as believers, we have this first step done. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. Uh, But once we recognize the light, now we respond. And this is where we are called to action here. So how do we walk in the light? What does this look like? Well, you could look like this guy. And every every person looking at him knows he was in the light. Can't you tell? (laughs) This dude was in the light. It's as clear as day. And uh, he can't deny it. I mean, you can tell by right below, right around his neck, there's a little bit of, it's kind of pale. And you can tell, I don't know if he was snowboarding or what. I don't know how he got such a massive tan line. Like, those aren't glasses. I don't know. I have no idea what that is. But if you look like this guy, then everyone knows that you're in the light, right? Uh, And so we, likewise, should, uh, it should be that obvious to other people that we are in the light. Um, so when we ask, how do we do that? Well, Jesus says in John eight twelve, I am, not first John, just John. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but we will have light, but we'll have the light of life. Okay, so Jesus says, follow me, walk in my ways, and you will have the light. And then John provides examples of what this really looks like. So he, he lists something like having joy in the presence in, in 1 John 4. He says, these things we write so that our joy may be made complete. So when you're walking in the light with Christ, when you're walking in the light, we have joy. So our joy does not come from circumstances or like election results or uh, how many objects we have, how big of a house you have, how nice of a car you have, uh, or if, if people think you're a stupid, dumb, good-for-nothing Christian. Or even, maybe they even think you're brilliant, but you're still a stupid, dumb, good-for-nothing Christian because you can't possibly believe in what you believe because it makes no sense. You believe in a sky wizard. You believe in whatever the people say. Those things aren't where you find joy. You don't find joy from the affirmation from people, but our joy is fully in God. We have fellowship with another, John says. He says... Uh, we have, if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses for us from all sin. So we have fellowship with one another. We see our brothers and sisters. We see, uh, when we come here, we see uh, each other, and, and, and we find joy in being around others who share that belief. Now, do you have to be jumping up and down for joy every time that you see someone because they're a Christian? No, and, and that's not going to happen. There's going to be people who you spend time with who you say, well, you know, it's really hard for me to be around that person. But something really interesting starts to happen when you spend more time with that person. As you spend more more time with someone who you know is founded in their faith and they have that foundation, 
even though the first time you met them, they drive you crazy. And even though the 17,000th time you've been around them, they still drive you a little bit crazy. That 17,000 in first time, you're like, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like hanging out with that person. That's the experience that comes. That's the, the fellowship that we have whenever we have a relationship founded on Christ. Fellowship with one another that's strong, that is far deeper than our flesh, that is far deeper than anything that we could possibly think we need on our own. And Christ is behind all of that. And lastly, and certainly not least, uh, cleansing of our sin. So we know we don't earn our way to the Father, and we know that we fall short of the glory of God, and that's something we've heard week after week, day after day, um, since we've known Christ. But we aren't cleansed from our sins just by knowing that. We aren't cleansed from our sins just knowing, well, I need Jesus. But we need to confess with a pure heart. We need to seek forgiveness and restoration by the blood of Christ alone. And so all of these three things, these four things, falling in the way of Christ, having joy, fellowship with one another, and cleansing from our sin, are things that come when you are walking in the light, right? We're already in the light. But it's possible to... Have faith in Christ as your, your Savior and your Lord, but to be walking in the dark. It is possible not that you uh, are a slave to your sin necessarily, but that you spend a lot more time maybe with the light off than with the light on. So when we think about light, light illuminates a room, brings clarity, makes things visible. Uh, but when we engage with our sin and when we... Uh, let it creep into our lives. You know, we, every once in a while we walk over to the wall, flip the switch off for a minute, and then flip it back on because you're like, that was, I didn't like that, I didn't like that, that was not good. Uh, I really like seeing things. Well, then you do it another time, another time, and soon you spend more time living in the dark than in the light. And uh, you're like, why did I ever like living in the light? It's so much better when I am in the dark. I can't see anything, so I don't have to worry about if I'm you know, stepping on spit or glue or if glue's on the ground, gum or whatever it is. You just, you just live your life. It doesn't matter. Who, who cares? You can't see anything. Why does it matter? I'm not dying. But we know that we are not called as followers of Christ to live in the dark. And so if we find ourselves in that time of darkness, which anyone can, Sometimes people find themselves addicted to things that were originally meant for good. Think of all the people who become addicted to pain medication because they you know, have a, a serious operation, and before they know it, they, they can't operate without that medication. But that addiction is something that needs to be broken, whether it's easy or not, whether we like it or not. And how we do that, how we flip the switch, how we turn the light on is to confess, to repent. This does not mean that we are able to save ourselves. But what it means is that having been saved, right, this is a letter to believers, that we are able to turn from our sin and run back to our Savior. And so John in verse 9 says, if we confess, right, he says, he starts with if we confess, 
he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So repentance is flipping the switch. Confession and repentance are flipping the switch. It's taking, deciding you don't want to be in the dark and that you want to be in the light. So if we're living in sin, if we're we're struggling with something and, and we keep the light off, we will never be back in the light when we offer it to God. When we, when we ask him for forgiveness and to help us turn from that, then we flip the switch. Then we can see. Right? I, I, I used a, an illustration um, that the high schoolers liked and in, in, uh, talked about your favorite teddy bear. Okay, so you have your favorite teddy bear and uh, you placed it in your room and you're, you're running out the door and you're like, your mom's in the car and she's honking her horn because she's like, come on, you're late, and you're like, I need my teddy bear. I'm, I don't care that I'm 25. I need to get my teddy bear. So you run upstairs, you grab your teddy bear, and you say, I know I left it here. This is where I left it. Nothing could have, I could not be mistaken. You pick it up, and you go, and you're walking through your room, right? Just imagine you have a really, really long room, and you keep walking in this room, and it's really, really dark, and you're like, oh, I could not imagine leaving without my teddy bear, okay? And it's soft, it's cuddly, and you're snuggling it, and while you're like, well, let me double check. You flip the light switch on, and you look down, and it's a massive tarantula. And it's, it's yeah, it gives you chills thinking about it. And you're, you're cuddling it. You're putting your face up against it because it's kind of warm. And this thing that the whole time you thought was your teddy bear, because you knew you left it there, but you can't see. You, you couldn't see the room. You, you, you're walking blind. And a lot of times... That teddy bear is kind of like how we treat our sin, where we, we say, yeah, this is my sin. This is where I, I, I know I left it. Like, this is what I'm comfortable in. I know it's here. It's so soft and cuddly, right? It makes me feel, feel good for a little bit. You know, eventually I feel bad about it, but, but I, I need it. And then we turn the light on and, and, and we realize it's a, it's a massive face-eating tarantula. And... We are so reluctant to flip that switch because we don't want to, to recognize the reality that we were, you know, almost just got killed. But I don't know if tarantulas kill people or not. But it would kill me if I was holding a tarantula that big and I was cuddling it. But the point is that the only way that we can leave the life of sin, the only way that we can know for sure that we actually have our teddy bear is if we turn the light on. But we walk in the dark so often. And think about the end of this verse here. John says, if we confess our sins, that's the first part. Here's the second part. He is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it's not a, it's not a hit or miss. It's not a, uh, you know, you're putting your bet on, uh, you know, maybe Christ will forgive me. It's, it's, it's not like student loan payments during COVID where they, they say, yeah, don't worry about it for the next two years, but once, you know, but don't, you still have to pay me, just not right now. God's not saying, hey, your, your sin is good for now. It's, it's clear for now. Uh, but, you know, come January, you're going to have to start paying again. Uh, and, and it's not, Christ paid for our sins forever. When he, when he, when we confess them to him with a genuine heart and we repent truly, they're paid for in full. Done. 
And, it, and it's not that we, next time we, we sin, that it, it then comes back and is, is compounded when we confess the sin, when we give it to God and turn from it, it's gone forever. And is it because we are so good at confessing or because, you know, we, we love to talk about how sinful we are? No, it's, it's because uh, Jesus Christ is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so this is what we have hope in. I may have forgot. Uh, yeah. There it is. This is what we have hope in, right? We have hope in Jesus Christ. Our God is light. This is absolutely true. It doesn't matter, you know, what political party you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anything. If you are living in this earth, if you exist, Jesus Christ is your Lord. And that's true for everyone. And so we have hope in him and in him alone, that he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse from all unrighteousness. And so John makes that really clear for believers. It's not supposed to be discouraging, right? It, this, this is a passage of great hope. This is a, a letter of great hope, and he's writing to believers so that they might know, if you read further on, they might know their salvation, that they might be confident that they are saved. And this is a message of hope. And so it's not to say, hey, you're stuck in sin and you, you stay there and you sulk and you, there's no rescue. But it's actually it's a message of great hope that we are sinful, but when we turn it to God, there is forgiveness and we have complete confidence in that. And so lastly, we just want to touch on why John says this. Well, in verse 6, John says, If we say that we have fellowship with him, and yet we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So we as believers, you know, often the world looks at us, and and that's the problem they have with us, is that we claim to be children of light. We claim that our God is light. But we also like to claim that we are light and that we have no darkness. But John says that if you claim that, if you claim that you have not sinned, you, we make Christ a liar, and his word is not in us. So I just want one more image here. Maybe there's a, a group of 20 people, and they say they want to start reading their Bibles. Ten of them come to the conclusion that it's okay to steal, because that's what the tax collectors did, and Jesus ate with them all the time, so he, he must have been okay with it. The other ten say, no, stealing is not okay, because even though he ate with the tax collectors, who stole from their fellow countrymen, who, who collected extra money when they went to collect. He called, Christ called them to repent. He called them to obey the law of God, just like he does with the rich young ruler in Matthew 19. Half of this group is living in the dark and cannot be in fellowship with God. If they continue to steal, even when the other half shows them and, and makes it clear to them that the Bible says stealing is wrong, And they're going around claiming that they're believers, that they're followers of Christ. Not only does this damage their witness to the rest of the world, but you can't have complete joy. Because only when you're walking in the light can you have complete joy. You can't have fellowship with believers in the way that you would without, if you have been confessing and repenting. And both of those are largely due to 
the feeling of guilt. You look at someone and you think, oh, that's a follower of Christ, and, and I can't let them know that I, I, I walk in the dark sometimes. And lastly, because if you're not confessing or repenting, then you can't be cleansed of your sin. So we're stuck dirty, we're stuck ashamed, and we're stuck guilt with guilt. And there's nothing we can do about it if we're not confessing or repenting. So maybe we are here all walking in the light, and that's wonderful, and that's great, and that's amazing. Share that light with others. If you are finding this encouraging, if you say, you know, I haven't struggled with you know, a specific sin for, for a while now, if you, if you feel like you're really in a strong season of life, then share that with others. Look at the people around you. Right, we're, we're going to break up into prayer groups, and, and maybe something comes out that someone's really struggling with something. Encourage them. Follow up with them this week. Do something so that you can help them get back into the path, the light of the light. But maybe someone here, we're here and we're sitting and we're like, well, I, I am clinging to a certain sin. Or maybe you're just reluctant to trust God. You know, like I have a, a, a job that I really want to do, but um, maybe uh, it's something that shouldn't be done. You know, maybe I, I want to be a drug dealer and I know that that's, that's not good, right? But I need money. But we don't trust God. That's, that's, no one here is probably drug dealing. But These are the things that we need to trust God with and confess to him and look to him. And these are the things that we need to turn from. So if you are struggling with something like that, then I encourage you now to confess it to the Lord because he will deliver. He is faithful and just and he is righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So this is a message of encouragement. And it is not a time for you to, to think that you're stuck, that you need to hide, but it's a time to come out and to step into the light. And that is what we get to do as Christians. And we get to do it with a God who is loving and caring. We get to confess it to God because he and he alone is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I hope that this is encouraging, whether you are closer to the light or closer to the darkness, and uh, that we could all find great hope that we have a forgiving and a gracious God. So let's pray, and we got questions. Father, we are thankful for just the way that you care for us, the way that you bless us. We are thankful that through every high and every low, that you are consistent, that you are faithful. Lord, we, we are thankful that it does not depend on how well we are performing, how close we feel to you, but that you never change. And that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we are thankful that you have given us a chance to come back to you despite our, our weakness and, and our sinfulness and our rebellion. And we are thankful that you uh, did that in a personal way, in the way of the death of Christ on the cross. So I pray now that we would have courage to come back to you, to turn our sins to you, and to ask for forgiveness and walk away from them. Help us, Lord, to switch, flip the switch go from darkness to light as you have already before. So we just pray for your blessing in this time with each other. We pray this on Jesus' name. Amen. Any questions are here.